No. Of course your health is serious. The reason I did this was to make people take the right thing seriously and give you tools to see what you know isn't going to help you. A lot of people stand to profit off you taking the wrong things really seriously. So I'm just trying to cut through those narratives. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to the show. So I want to start off by just saying that since the last time I thanked you guys and could not believe how fast the show was going, the show size has doubled. If you have shared this show, if you have rated this show, if you've left a review, if you've contributed to my buy me a coffee, you've supported this show in any way. I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. I genuinely can't believe it. And I am so, so excited. I'm going to try to keep bringing as much value as I possibly can. So if there's anything specific you want to hear, you can reach out to me on Instagram or through my website, which will be listed below. Without further ado, I want to get into it. I want to start talking about how to get abs 101. I kind of compiled a list of shit that you have to do before you can expect to have abs. Let's start by recognizing that fat storage patterns are a huge part of this, and some people will need lower body fat percentages than are really maintainable to see a true six-pack. Let's kind of use this as a guide to see real definition within anywhere on your body. Not a little here and there, real lean muscle showing through on a daily basis. Let's also talk about that not everybody is going to give nearly enough of a fuck to hit everything on this list, so please don't think that you need to in any way, shape, or form. This list is to give you a guide as to what it takes, give you a realistic view of what that might look like. The decision of how far you go with it is completely up to you, and you do not need abs to be happy. I had abs at the least happy time in my entire life, and guess what? It didn't fix the very real shit I was going through at the time. Having abs isn't going to fix your marriage. It's not going to make you suddenly this person that you dream about being, and attaining a super low body fat percentage and holding on to it can actually have quite the opposite effect because of how much you have to do to get there and keep it. It's a pain in the ass. If you have other shit to fix, you're still going to need to do that work. This is not a magic pill to your happiness. Please keep that in mind. Now that I've kind of given you the proper caveat section, let's get right into it. So what do you need to do? Here are 10 things that you need in place to expect genuine ab definition. And I'm going to start with the more common ones. And then the last two or three, I think, are really where the meat and potatoes are. However, I should say that most of us, aside from, you know, the genetic freak variation of human, most of us are going to have to hit nearly every single thing on this list if we want to see that kind of crazy six pack come out. First one, right off the bat, eat quality food. You're not going to see a bunch of muscle definition if you're constantly inflamed, you're bloated, and you're puffy. You have to take the time to eat high quality in whole foods as well as figure out what agrees with you, which is the lesser talked about component of this. If you don't know what agrees with you, aim to eat about 95% whole unprocessed foods. This mileage is going to vary and some people can eat a bunch of bullshit in the right quantities and be totally fine. For me, it's not that way at all. And I'm on the more sensitive side. I do get inflamed easily. You're going to be somewhere on that spectrum and you're going to have to figure that out for yourself with some experimentation and figuring out what makes you feel the best and look the best. And that's going to bring us directly into our next point. You need to take that high quality food and eat it in quantities that are actually appropriate for you. Not sometimes, not a lot of the time, like 95% of the time. And this could mean tracking your food. This can mean eating roughly the same things daily. You know what fits. Your quantities have to be on point. You can get just as fat eating paleo cookies as you can chips ahoy. And if you're going to eat a bunch of bullshit, eating the whole food version of bullshit is better for sure, but you still need to keep your portions under control or you're not going to see the results that you're probably looking for. 
This is something that I deal with super commonly with nutrition clients coming to me. They don't really understand why they're not making progress. They'll come to me and be like, I don't really know what I'm doing wrong. I eat really healthy. This is a typical day. Everything is whole foods, unprocessed, organic, whatever it is but they're eating way too much for their goals. Just because it's healthy does not mean that you can eat unlimited quantities of it and get the results that you're looking for. Number three on the list, training consistently and appropriately. This is a huge disconnect I see. I primarily work with performance-based athletes or people that just want to be generally healthier and work on their relationship with food, along with probably having some sort of aesthetic-based goal. On the performance side, if you're training a ton of volume, you're trying to really compete in some sort of strength sport or whatever it is, you're going to have to eat enough to support that. And a lot of the times that's going to mean you won't have dick skin veins on your abs. In order to support the type of training that you need to perform the way you may want to perform, you likely won't be super lean year-round, and that's okay if you've decided that performance is more important to you. If you're training way too much, you'll probably be too inflamed to see definition all the time. Let's also kind of clarify, when I say real strength or real volume, this is not the problem that most people have. It's the problem that most people think they have. Real strength is not squatting 400 or even 500 pounds in strength sports. There are dudes out here, a lot of them, squatting a 1,000 pounds pretty commonly now, which is insane, but it's true. This is a hard thing to hear for a lot of people, but a lot of people are not nearly as serious of an athlete as they think they are. That might sound shitty, but it's the truth. If you're not trying to win at the national-ish level or above, you probably don't need to be sacrificing a bunch of your health for the sake of sport. If you have priorities that really come above training at all, you should give way more of a fuck about your health than absolutely wrecking your body. And extreme success in fitness is not conducive to health most of the time. So keep that in mind when you're complaining about training like 10-ish hours a week, you're fine. However, if you are someone that does have an overtraining problem, you're going to see that inflammation come out and you're not going to appear quite as lean as you'd like to because of that inflammation, because you'll retain water, different things like that. If you are training consistently and appropriately for your goals, you should be able to have the bandwidth to recover the way you need to from it and it should be conducive to your aesthetic goals or any performance goals that you may have. If you're going for a super high level of either, the other one is going to fall to the wayside a little bit. If you are insanely lean, you're probably not going to perform the way you want to. If you are purely driving for performance, you may not be as lean as you'd like, and that's totally okay. You have to figure out where you are on that spectrum. And that brings us directly into our next one, which is number four, recovering. If you are someone that's training 20 to 40 hours a week, this is something that is the bulk of your day. You're not going to do that and then go out drinking every night. You're not going to do that and not get enough sleep. You're not going to do that and not have recovery protocols in place and actually make progress. Your body's going to get super pissed at you super fast and rightfully so because you're acting like an asshole. If you're not recovering, you're not improving. A lot of people think that you just go to the gym and you've done the work and you'll just get better from that. And that's not true. The recovery process is where you actually adapt to become stronger and you actually build that muscle tissue. And doing a world-class training program that's absolutely perfect for you isn't going to do shit for you if you don't manage the other 20 hours in your day. If you do plan to train extremely seriously or you plan to have pretty extreme aesthetic goals, you need to be recovering or you're simply just not going to see the returns that you're working for. Bringing us up on number five. So drinking enough water. Simple yet overlooked. 
If you don't drink enough water, you're going to retain more water. You're going to be puffier. You're not going to feel as good. You may have more cravings. Different things all stem from drinking enough water. And you're also probably going to feel like hot garbage, especially if you're training a ton. Drink enough water. Don't overcomplicate it. If you're someone that cannot just drink by thirst, make sure you're setting alarms. Make sure you carry a water bottle. Make it really simple. If water's in front of you, you're going to be way more likely to drink it. Let's keep that one simple. Number six, this is kind of coming off of recovery as well. So sleeping eight plus hours per night. If you're planning on shutting off this podcast because we're getting up to basics, do not. Do not shut off this podcast. I think it's best I just give you an example here. Matt Frazier is super well known for being the goat of fitness. He's been the fittest on earth for years and he only recently retired. There's sort of a lot of speculation that If he did compete this year, he would still be the fittest. So his wife, Sammy, is also very well known. Their relationship is sort of one of those Instagram, adorable, seems perfect things. They're madly in love and they seem like they're perfect. I'm sure they're not, but you know, we're going off of Instagram here. I don't know the dude personally. They have separate bedrooms for when Matt is in season. And if that doesn't tell you anything about how important sleep is, I don't know. I don't know what else to tell you. There are Olympians right now getting shipped mattresses that they normally sleep on to Tokyo so that they don't have to lose their quality of sleep. Sleep is one of those things that just cascades into every area of your life. I don't know if you've ever tried to make an emotional decision when you're tired, but it typically doesn't go too hot for me. When you're tired, you're not going to make the right decisions. Your quote unquote willpower is going to decrease drastically. You're not going to push through the things that align with your goals. It's a lot easier to make the right decisions to avoid the lazier route and avoiding the things that you know don't align with your goals. I feel like has such a direct correlation with sleep. If you really struggle getting eight plus hours a night, I recommend to my clients spending between nine and 10 hours in bed physically. This accounts for if you have trouble falling asleep, if you have trouble waking up, or if you find you have really interrupted sleep. If you give yourself more time in bed, not on your phone, not doing bullshit, actually in bed, you're going to be way more likely to get that eight plus. If you have to wake up at 7 a.m., you got to count backwards nine or 10 hours and go to bed at that time. Sleep is essentially just going to make every single other thing on this list much easier to accomplish. And you're also going to hit that recovery a lot more effectively. You're going to see more returns out of your efforts. You're going to find your stronger in your decision making. Just go the fuck to sleep. Mindset up next. I'll say it once. I'll say it again. I'll say it a million more times. You're not going to hate yourself into the body you want and keep your results. It's not going to happen. I've worked with hundreds of clients at this point. I've never once seen someone that had a horrible motivation towards themselves keep their results long-term. If every single day is a war against yourself, eventually you're going to get tired and you're going to lose. I'm not going to dive too much deeper into this. I do want to do some specific mindset episodes coming up, but if you have serious issues with yourself, you have to address those first. You're not going to be super healthy all around and have a shit mindset. It just doesn't work like that. I'm going to stop because I'll rant. Here we go. Number eight, creating consistency that is absolutely ruthless. Okay, what does this actually look like? It's your best friend's birthday party. You have a competition the next day. You have a training session the next day. Oops, you're gonna be headed home at 8.30 p.m. You're not gonna drink. Maybe you even have to bring a stupid little Tupperware with your own food in it. You have to prepare to be annoying as fuck if you want extreme results. That's just the way it is. When I was competing, I was the most irritating person to be around. I fully knew it and I made that decision. And luckily I do have my core people who were super supportive of it. However, even then, you're still gonna get the commentary. You're still gonna get the little pokes here and there. 
it's not normal to be extreme. If it was, everyone would walk around with a six pack. Most average people you know look average, right? And that sounds mean, but it's totally not. They can go out for a beer. Maybe they're even like pretty lean, but they can still go out for a slice of pizza if they want. If they want to grab lunch with someone they haven't seen, they can order whatever they want. If you want the extreme, those things become extremely few and far between. You have to be okay with it. I despise conflict. So those little conversations of, no, I can't go. No, I can't eat here. No, I can't go out. No, I have to go home and go to bed. Those are really hard for me. If you're someone that doesn't have a problem with that, you really don't care what other people think or what they're going to say, you're going to do much better with this. However, if you are not someone that can kind of let everything roll off of you, this is going to be a very difficult component. There are no more excuses. Unfortunately, that's going to mean missing out on a lot of things. If you are okay with that and you understand it, perfect. Go for it. If you are not prepared to maybe ruin some relationships, I lost a lot of friends during that time. I was okay with it. I've never lost a single thing I've ever missed and I have stood by that. However, it still happens. If you're going to be someone that is very affected by that, please take that into consideration because that's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. You can't really think that you're going to please everybody around you and go to this extreme level. Number nine, addressing every weakness that you have. Coaches have coaches so they can have somebody basically yell at them to do the shit they're bad at, right? It's not because they don't know what to do. It's that they need to be motivated to do it and they are no longer giving themselves an out to talk themselves out of it or give themselves reasons as to why they don't have to maybe do something they don't like or are bad at. It creates that accountability. Only reason I even made it to that goddamn stage was because I was ruthless in working on the things I was bad at. I had 100% compliance with my coach. I was trying to fix my squat. I was trying to fix my mechanics. I was trying to get stronger. I was doing all of the things that I was bad at. If I ever want to go on that stage and be more of a competitor within it or try to podium or anything like that, that's going to mean an even more intense level of working on the shit I'm bad at. You're going to be bad at different things than I'm bad at. If you don't know what you're bad at, you should have a coach evaluate it and come tell you. I would actually recommend having someone do that anyway. There are weaknesses that you may not know exist. So say you have a really heavy squat. You squat a ton of weight. However, you squat like shit. You may not know that you squat like shit mechanically because you have a bunch of weight on the bar and it seems like it's going well. However, you can only have shitty technique for so long before it kind of caps your ceiling of how much more weight is going to go on that bar. Then you have to go back to the basics and actually fix the way you move. Totally not speaking from experience here. Nothing like that. But it is true, right? Have someone assess what you're bad at. And then ideally you have a coach working one-on-one with you that knows what they're doing and is going to incorporate those things multiple times per week in multiple different ways so that you can improve on the holes in your game. Finding the holes in your game is only the first step. Then you actually have to do the hard work to fix them. Nobody likes doing shit that they're bad at, okay? Suck it up call it a day, or be okay with it. There's really no other option here. Number 10, the most important thing I have written down. And I want you to, when I say this, really take a second to think about it because I can say this and it can roll right off and you can just dismiss it. You're going to have to do this shit over and over, again and again, for as long as you wanna keep the results that you've gotten. What gets you the first 10 pounds of weight loss will not get you freak lean. 
what gets you from A to B is not going to be nearly as intense as what gets you from B to C. What gets you from C to D is going to seem monstrous compared to what you started with. As you want more intense results, the intensity of your efforts rises exponentially. It's not linear. You'll often hear people that have dieted or have lost a lot of weight always talk about those last five or 10 pounds that they wish they could lose and they would be so much leaner. For some reason, it's just so hard to lose that last 10 pounds, right? And it's not because those 10 pounds are different. Your body is now in a position where it's going to be harder to lose that weight. You're going to have to exponentially increase your input to get the same amount of output. A lot of people either don't know how to do that or it's going to be a little bit too much. And that's okay, but you have to manage your expectations. Maintaining this also means that setbacks are something that you immediately correct. You just move on. There are, again, genetic lottery winners that will have abs and eat cake all day long. If you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to assume that that is not you. You don't wake up looking like Schwarzenegger on any given day, and it's probably going to take a lot of work for as long as you want these things. There's no end date. For as long as you are willing to give a metric fuck ton of effort, you will keep your results. Absolutely. However, you also cannot have a little bit of a setback, maybe overeat, maybe skip a training session, whatever it is, and say, screw it for the weekend anymore, or you'll start again Monday or whatever it is. No, now you're immediately correcting it. Your next meal is completely back on track and you are immediately trying to gain back your ground on your mistake. For most people, this isn't completely necessary. Even if you do want to get pretty lean, you can have a full day where you're sort of doing whatever. You're having a good time. It's a special occasion. If you now want these crazy intense results, that is no more. So you really have to prepare to do this exponential work. When you get to where you want to be and the level you want to be at, you can go balls to the wall, reflect, and then figure out what's realistic for you. If leaving your friend's birthday at 8 p.m., was horrible and you felt terrible and it's not worth the rate of return, that's okay. Figure that out as you go. There are going to be things that are much more worth it to you and there are going to be things that are much more worth it to me. I basically never go out. I don't really drink. I will if it's a special occasion and it's a wedding, but it has to be big. I really don't do those things. For me, that's not that big of a problem. I open the gym at four in the morning a lot of days a week. My sleeping schedule getting all screwed up, it's, it's really not worth it to me. For you, it may be something different. Once you can figure out what is actually worth it to you, it becomes a lot easier to understand what sacrifices you can make or what sacrifices may be just a little bit too much. That's sort of the spoiler here. It's not really worth it to a lot of people, and it wasn't to me for a really long time. You don't have to have this rippling six-pack to be happy. You don't have to give up the things that you do to make you happy for a six-pack. It goes both ways. If you figure out what level of effort is worth it to you, you're not going to be fighting that every single day battle against yourself. And that's the most important thing. Driving yourself up a goddamn wall every single day is not worth having a six-pack. I promise you. I absolutely promise you. Abs are phenomenal to sell shit on Instagram. I'll let you in on this secret that a lot of the people that you see completely ripped out of their mind year round either, number one, had a photo shoot or seven where at a time in the year that they were really, really lean in a million different outfits and they post those photos year round. Number two, they're on anabolic steroids. In the fitness industry, we sort of have the saying that all of your heroes are on drugs I would not say that every single person was on steroids. I would never make that sort of claim. However, a lot more people than you think. 
There are a lot of designer drugs out there that do a lot of different things. If someone's plan and what they're preaching and all of these things don't really add up, there's probably more at work there. Most of us are not going to shoot a needle into our ass for abs, especially if you're sitting at a desk five days a week with your shirt on. If it's worth it to you for that one day a week that maybe you get to take your shirt off at the pool, send it. Do your thing, boo-boo. But if that's not worth it to you, don't pretend like it is and make yourself miserable over it because they promise you figuring out where you fall on the spectrum is a lot easier than trying to do every single thing at once, battling it along the way. It's not impossible for you to get free clean, promise, but it's a fuck ton of work. I hope that now you have at least some perspective or maybe an idea of things that you could put a little more more effort towards or areas of your life that you could make a few more sacrifices to get closer to your goals. I also hope you take away from this that I did not create this episode to tell you to do all of these things absolutely perfectly and that you should be free clean all the time. I don't have a rippling eight pack. Like who the fuck am I to talk? However, I've gotten people rippling eight packs and Some of them are totally cool with it. They like living like a robot and I'm fully on board with that because they're actually happy. I also have people that are waging multiple decades of war against themselves and it's just brutal to watch. Make sure you're happy first. Make sure you're ready to put in that work mentally. And from there, it's all up to you. So again, thank you to all of you who are here, who are still listening, who are supporting. I love each and every one of you. If you have anybody you want to hear on the show, you have any topics you want discussed, you have any questions you want addressed, please reach out to me and let me know. Otherwise, I will see you guys next week. Bye, guys. 